0: Well, I hope you had a good first week of school, half week anyway. This is a great time of year, parents, right? (laughs) It is a great time of year. Things get to start and they get to start fresh. And that's another reason I'm really excited about this series. Just want to give you a little promo. If you have missed part one or part two, I would so encourage you to jump back into our Facebook Live files or to get on SoundCloud and uh, and get that. Um, this is a series that could be very meaningful for your life, for your children, for your grandchildren, for people you know. We've been talking about power and pull. Some things are so powerful that they can change the direction of your life. I want to hit pause for just a moment because I want to give you a disclaimer this morning. And here's my disclaimer. We recognize that on any given Sunday, we have all kinds of folks here With us at Stuttgart Harvest Church, sometimes we have folks that uh, that are here just most every week, and they're they're here. They catch um, all the series, and they're kind of a part of the life of what we're doing we have some other folks here this morning that may just simply be saying, you know what? I've heard about Stuttgart Harvest Church. I'm new to the area. I just want to check things out and see because I've got to find me a place. I want to find me a place. And I just want to say to you, welcome. I'm glad you're here this morning. And I I hope that you enjoy this experience as you get to kind of check things out. We also have uh, some folks here this morning that may be Maybe you're not following Jesus yet, and I want you to know you are in a safe place. We are not going to put you on the spot. We're not going to call you out. Nothing weird is going to happen where you don't know what to do or how to respond. You just sit back in your chair, and you just relax, and you just listen, and just kind of learn alongside of us. And I want to say a special note to you. If you're not yet a follower of Jesus this is a safe place for you to begin the process, if you even want to take it to that level, a process of get, getting some information and getting to figure things out. I give you my word as best I can that we will never pressure you, we will never push you in a direction. We simply lay out some teaching as we understand it in God's word, and we allow God to do what only God can do, and that is to connect with our lives over the course of our lives. And so I want you to know this, you are in a safe place. And we're not going to call you out. We're not going to put you on the spot. And I want you to know this as well. I want you to know that some of what we're talking about today, you actually, even though you're not a follower of Jesus yet, some of the, some of what we're talking about, you can still take that and you can learn from it. You can apply some of that to your life if you choose. And you, you can see some good things out of that and some improvement even if you're not a follower of Jesus I want you to know that there are some things we're talking about that you still can put into your life no pressure you don't have to but you could there are some things we're talking about today that if you're not yet following Jesus well it's not something that you can really yet put into your life But those are the things that you can just kind of listen to and you can kind of say, okay, I understand. I can see where they're going with that. I can understand a little bit uh, about the psychology behind um, what it means to follow Jesus. So you'll be able to pick up a few things like that that maybe you don't put into your life, but you can understand maybe a little bit from our perspective. So I just want you to sit back and I want you to be at ease You don't have to worry. We're not going to put you on the spot, okay? You're in a very safe place. This series has been about some things in our lives that are so powerful that they have the potential to draw us away from what God's best plan may be. And we seem sometimes to be powerless against those powerful things. And the power and pull, that's where we get the name of this series from. And and one of those powerful things that we've been talking about over the course of this series are the relationships and the friendships that we have in our lives. People we work with, people we hang out with, things like that. Um, And we have a series verse that we've been using. And this verse goes like this. McKinley has it on the screen. The one who walks with the wise will grow wise. They'll become wise. But a companion of fools will suffer harm. And that's been our kind of springboard verse. And really, the truth is, any one of us can take this verse, no matter where you are in your journey on this life, we can take this verse and we can say, you know what, that does make sense that does apply to everyone, no matter who they are, this verse applies to us. If we walk with the wise, we will become wise. But we have seen in our own lives that when we have been around fools, whoa, we have suffered harm, right? So this series statement, uh, this verse has led us to this series statement. And here's the statement. We say, the friends we choose will determine the direction and the quality of our lives. The friends we choose. Powerful statement. I hope you will remember that. The friends we choose will determine the direction and the quality of our lives. Now, most of us would not argue with that because we have lived long enough to know that. Students, teenagers you're going to be learning that. And our hope is you will learn that from us before you have to learn it from your own experience. It will save you a lifetime of headaches. Here's what we talked about last week. The truth is that we really don't choose our friends. The truth is we actually gravitate toward acceptance we gravitate toward acceptance toward someone or some people who accept us and we naturally gravitate toward them we don't choose them in a sense they choose us by accepting us and then we like a magnet gravitate toward that acceptance and then they have influence in our lives when they accept us and we kind of gravitate toward them, that person has influence in our lives. That friend has influence in our lives. And they have the opportunity to take us where God created us to go and to encourage us in that process, to encourage us to pursue God. And to become exactly what God has created us to become. They can't. They have that kind of influence and power. In fact, last week, um, we had a next step. And if you did not grab one of these last week, if you weren't here, I encourage you, as you leave on the line, on the wall, as you walk out, you just can't miss it hardly if you look to your left as you're going down the hallway. On the line, you'll see one row that says week two. That's what this is, week number two. And this worksheet is in the it helps you begin to understand what God has for you and for your future because if we're going to understand where our friends are leading us we need to understand where first we want to be and then we can understand if they are leading us toward that or not and so that was the handout last week I hope you'll pick one of those up as you leave today and it's written, uh, it's on the line, the lower, the lower line there that says week two. So that leads us to a big question. Is there influence taking us where God wants us to be? What he has created you and what he has created me to become. And now this morning we're going to use another verse out of this book of wisdom And it's Proverbs chapter 12. Here's the first part of that. It says this. The godly give good advice to their friends. We're going to land on this for just a moment. Because we're going to say this in this perspective. That this person that gives that good advice to their friends. We're going to give them a label. We're going to call them a true friend. I think a true friend is going to give us good advice. And I want to be specific here, and I I think they're not, they're going to give us godly advice. They're going to point us toward God. That would be a good friend, encouraging us in that direction. True friends, here's a statement though, we can all learn from this. True friends will love us, not just accept us. Certainly, they're going to accept us if they're a true friend, but they're also going to really love us. And here's what I mean about them really loving you and loving me. True friends accept us just as we are. That is so important. They accept us just as we are, but they love us too much to leave us that way. Let me say that again. A true friend accepts us just as we are, but they love us too much to leave us that way. If friendship is just held together by acceptance, then nobody is going to be willing to risk saying things that actually need to be said. You know, one of the examples we can look back on, if you're uh, in your 30-somethings and beyond, um, you might remember this name, Chris Farley. You remember that name? Chris Farley. Chris Farley had so many friends. I mean, everybody was his friend. But he had a certain group of friends. You've seen their interviews on TV and on documentaries. He had a certain group of friends that was in his tightest circle. Now, this is a tragic example. Because his friends valued their relationship with Chris Farley far more than they valued Chris Farley. And I'm talking about his closest of friends. Those friends that saw his substance abuse going to unheard of limits. Beyond, obviously, beyond physical limits. And they were with him through that whole process, but yet, no one... Told him what he needed to hear. His friends were more committed to the friendship than they were to the friend. A true friend loves us and they accept us, but that love that they have for us, they accept us just as we are, but they love us too much to leave us that way. They are willing to say with love the tough things that we need to hear. And in this case, things that would have saved his life. So your big relationships and my big relationships, I would would say this, are friendships that encourage our relationship with God that encourage us, yes, pursue that, yes, pursue that. So here's a question for you as we're uh, kind of getting things going this morning. Your friendships that you have right now in this life, your friendships, do they encourage or do they hinder your walk with God? Do they encourage you to pursue God or do they say, ah, you don't need that mess? Ah, you don't need that. Do they encourage you or do they hinder you? Is your relationship slowly chipping away at your relationship with with Christ? Or is it being encouraged and is it helping grow your relationship with Christ? And if it is, I would say you may have found a true friend. But there's another category that this verse talks about. It's another category of friend. So there, there's the true friend, and then there is the friend that we're going to call a counterfeit friend. Um, and here's how Proverbs puts it. So the first part of that verse we read: "The godly give good advice to their friends; the wicked lead them astray." It says, "The godly give good advice." The wicked, it says, they, they take them in the other direction. Counterfeit friends, I think we could say this, are, are, are the friends that we have around us, they accept us, but they don't have our best interest in mind. We've all had friends like that. How do you spot one? How do you identify a counterfeit friend? Because the reality is they act like a friend. They act like a friend, like a good friend. I mean, we we talked about this last week. You're ride or die, right? They act like your friend. They feel like a friend. And usually, I think the truth is, that person is trying to be a genuine friend. But as we look at what, your inner circle of friendship's need, they can't really be that genuine item. And that's why we use the word counterfeit. You know, counterfeit friends are much worse than enemies. We've all had enemies. And there's three things that make, make a counterfeit friendship dangerous. Here's the first thing. We ignore the influence of our enemies. Yeah, that's not a problem. We don't like them, right? And so we ignore their influence. They don't have an influence on us. It's what do we say? Water off the back, right? They don't influence us. But someone that we think is our friend? Oh, yes. They influence us. An enemy can hurt us temporarily. But a counterfeit friend can actually ruin your life. Think with me. If you've lived for a little while, our greatest regrets have often involved people that we thought were our friends. Secondly, a counterfeit friend is worse than an enemy because a counterfeit friend that we have reduces our need to find the real thing. In other words, if, if you had a giant bag, wouldn't even have to be giant, but just a, a bag like this of, of $100 bills that were counterfeit, if you had a giant bag of counterfeit bills and each, you know, you it, you just, you could spend it and, it's, and it was there. It came back the next week. A giant bag of counterfeit $100 bills. Why would you even go to work? I mean you got what you need, right? You you would have a hard time getting out there and earning real money, right? Because you got all the counterfeit you need. You would have trouble convincing yourself to walk away from that or to to do away with that and to go work hard, do the hard work of getting the real deal. Because the counterfeit works just as well, right? You see, if we have this acceptance that we're so looking for in our lives, and if we have that with someone already, even if it's not a relationship that's really good for us, if we have that acceptance, there's no need for us. We don't feel the need to go outside of that relationship and develop new, genuine relationships. We don't feel the need. We don't feel the need to add anyone because we have, we think, what we need right there, even though it may be hurting us. Someone else, you may have a parent or a grandparent or someone else in your life looking at your life and they see the need for you to have a real, genuine, healthy relationship, but you don't see the need. They might see it, but that doesn't matter to you because you have this They don't understand is what they're thinking. They just don't understand. This is my ride or die. They're there for me through everything. This is, they don't understand is what we think. But they're looking at it and they're saying, whoa, that's not healthy. Man, I wish they had a better friend. I wish they had someone else, you know? You may have thought that for your own children. Someone else may have thought that for you. But it's often not until that counterfeit is removed that we have then the motivation to begin looking for the real thing. That's why recovery, if you're a part of any recovery system, that is why that is so important. Because you get involved in a recovery group and suddenly you're realizing I have to leave some things behind and I have to surround myself with this genuine type of friendship. And you have a need suddenly because all of that is gone. You left that behind sometimes when you went to a rehab and you had to leave all that behind. And you come out and you're saying, I've got to start over. I've got to have new relationships. And the truth is this. You've seen them come out of rehab, some of your friends. You've seen them come out. And if they went back to those friends, they don't stay sober long, do they? And that's the same way with all of our life. It may not be an addiction you're facing. It may be something else. But the counterfeit friendships are going to keep us trapped, trapped in that cycle. So here's a third. The third reason that a counterfeit is more dangerous than an enemy is a counterfeit counterfeit friend is difficult to leave behind. Think about how difficult it would be um, to toss that bag full of counterfeit money. Connie's going to have a seat here beside me. How difficult it would be to toss that bag full of counterfeit money away into the fire and just do away with it. If you had access to it, how difficult would it be to leave that bag behind and say, I'm going to walk away from that. It's difficult. It's difficult to leave counterfeit friends behind. Most One of the most difficult things that we will do in this life is to walk away from a relationship with a person that we actually care about, a friend that we care about. It's difficult. But when we're dealing with counterfeit friendship, friendships that are actually hurting us, it's necessary. Now let me give you a clarification here. I am not talking about you caring for other people. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about you uh, not developing relationships and friendships with people who are not connected with Jesus. That's not what we're talking about. We're not saying that all your friends should be Christian. We're not saying that. We're not, we're not, in fact, we're going to deal with that in detail next week. So I hope you'll be here to hear that. We're not telling you to abandon people in your life who are struggling. That's not what we're saying. Please don't hear that. So don't get the idea that we're trying to isolate you and separate you from uh, everyone else except from people who are following Christ. That is not what we're saying. We're not trying to take you and insulate you so you are protected from people who are not following Jesus. Please don't hear that. That is not the message. So I say a big no. Certainly not. That is not what we're saying. And if you listen to this week without hearing what we say next week, it would be very easy for you to come away with that idea that that's what we're saying. So please don't miss the point here. You need to hear what we're going to say next week. And you marry that with what we're saying this week. So you don't fill in the blanks and you don't draw the wrong conclusions, okay? So please, please, please hear that clarification. Because this is true. The friends you choose will determine the direction and the quality of your life. And you need to discover those friends who are what we're saying are true friends. You need to discover them according to what I think God would define as a true friend. So, true friends accept us just as we are, but they love us too much to leave us that way. That's a true friend. And we need to be cautious of counterfeit friends, people who accept us, but they don't have our best interest in mind. Now, I'm going to hit pause a moment. Ms. Connie has joined me here, and we're going to have a conversation. Connie, you work for a bank. Yes. Okay. And so Connie is going to help us understand the difference, some of the differences mm-hmm. between counterfeit money yes. and real money, fake money, real money. So you just kind of get us started, because I don't know.
1: I brought show and tell today. Okay, great. I brought a fake 20 okay. and a real 20.
0: And, um. Just so you know, when you receive a fake twenty, it's probably not going to say fake. <laughs> this is just right. this, this right. is just so she could get it out of the bank today. Okay, okay.
1: First of all, the obvious things is you if you really look at it, you can tell the color on the surface, um, and the feel of it. If you can't tell by doing that and you can p- compare it to it, Real 20. You
0: I'm an idiot. It would um, take more for me because I am an idiot. I, <laughs> if you're a counterfeiter, I'm going to be your sucker.
1: Um, the other thing is if you look under the surface, you hold it up to the light. Okay. There's going to be the president's silhouette, the head in the corner. This corner over here is going to have a head. Yeah, I see that. Silhouette, when you hold it up to the mm-hmm. light, you see it. Yeah. On the other side, there's going to be a silver that runs through
0: okay if you can see. I do I yeah. do see that
1: that's how you tell they're real
0: I think I see that but
1: you have to look under the. oh yeah yeah sometimes. right you there hold it up to the light. it's
0: going right down through that 20. now okay. this is a
1: pretty poor 20. if you look at the back you can see where they copied it
0: it was offset the mm-hmm.
1: top looks like it has its normal edge on it but if you look at the back it's been cut
0: yeah that one's a giveaway there yeah but this front side looks pretty good. I was looking at that.
1: Some that pretty good are really good fakes. This one is a poor copy.
0: But it's definitely missing. You, it's there missing is, the head and is, it's
1: missing the silver thread. Yeah, it that is goes gone. through the end.
0: That's not there. Yeah. But if
1: you look under the surface, you can tell. Mm-hmm. Um, Excellent.
0: Excellent. Um, so... Folks have been taking, is this one that somebody, you don't have to say who, but is this one that somebody took?
1: I can tell you, Sonic in England, take they get hit hard (laughs) for some reason. They get hit worse than any of them in town. They've lost about $100 recently by taking these. Yeah. And for some reason, they haven't learned.
0: Yeah, and this one, boy, if you just flip this one over, it's obvious.
1: But this side. There are pins that you can buy to mark these. Uh Uh-huh. We have a machine that will tell us at the bank.
0: Gotcha. But
1: there are pens that you can buy, and you mark them. And if they're yellow, they're real. If they're not, they're going to be just as black as that wording on there. Okay. It says fake. Yeah. It's going to be black.
0: Because it's looking for a certain type of paper. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. Certain qualities in that paper. Um, awesome. Well, that's a big... Like the, uh, the silhouette... Of that's the watermark you, of the president. Once you
1: learn what to look for, they're easy to spot.
0: Yeah. Wow. Very good. Very good. Well, Miss Connie, thank you so much for helping us. I know a little bit more today. I'm going to leave this here because okay. we're going to share that with our next folks too. Okay. Um, and I'll, I'll know a little bit more as we get started for the next one. I know this. It's not as easy as you might think, um, but when you work in that industry, I guess it, it, is, it, it becomes easier. So the more you deal with it, maybe the easier it is um, to understand it. So this morning, I just want to say, okay, for us, it, it may not be easy, always easy, to spot a counterfeit relationship that is actually hurting us. And so how do you spot a counterfeit friend? And I, I want to give you several things that could help you identify possibly a counterfeit friend, a counterfeit relationship that you might have in a friendship. Here's the first one. It would be the direction of that relationship. You know, as we look at our relationships, we usually evaluate those based upon where we are in that relationship at a very specific point of time. In other words, you've heard people say this, hey, how are you guys doing? You know, and um, and you may say this, well, we're in a good place. You know, we're in a great place right now. We're evaluating our relationship based upon this point of time right now. Um, you've said things like this, everything's going great right now. That's something that we have said. And we're evaluating that friendship at a very specific point in time being right now. But I want to encourage you with, with our friendships, we need to look a little deeper. Not just where it is at the moment, but we need to look at the direction. Where is that relationship, that friendship, where is it headed? We need to look at the direction, not just where we are right now. Now, if this friendship continues to move in the current direction, here's the question, Where will it end up? And then we ask ourselves this. Is that where I want to be? Is that where I want to be? Now, I told you, last week's handout helps you answer that question of where do I want to end up in life? It helps you answer that. I hope you'll grab it if you missed it last week. Grab that. So we need to evaluate if we're going to determine if if we have a counterfeit friendship that is actually hurting us. We can't look at the state of that relationship, that friendship right now. We need to look at the direction over the course of time. If it continues to go where it has been going, where it has headed, if it continues, where am I going to end up? Good question. Here's the second thing. So how do you spot a counterfeit friend? The second thing is this, self Destructive behavior, all right? This is very, very important. Self-destructive behavior. Counterfeit friendships usually exhibit some form of self-destructive behavior. And that behavior is toxic to that person, but it's also toxic to you. And you may be saying, well, I, that's their problem, that's not my problem. It's toxic, not just to them, it's toxic to you. So let me give you some examples. Some examples of self-destructive behavior would be alcohol abuse, substance abuse, uh, uh, some kind of other type of addiction. There are so many types of addictions out there. could be a pornography addiction. It could be a compulsive addiction computer gaming addiction it could be an addiction to self-injury there are all kinds of things that could be self destructive it could even be mismanaged anger It could be a person who keeps losing their job. Job after job after job. They just keep losing their job. Or it could be the person who keeps quitting their job. They get a job and then something happens. They get mad, they quit. They get a job, something happens, they get mad. This is all self-destructive behavior. It could be the person who actually refuses to work at all. Or someone who's looking, constantly looking for the next lawsuit or some way that they can get paid for doing nothing. That is all self-destructive behavior. And that's just a sample. There are many, many, many more. But self-destructive behavior, um, in the moment that they are using that behavior, in that moment, it brings some kind of relief, some kind of satisfaction, even if they're hurting themselves. But in the long run, that self-destructive behavior will destroy them. Now, here's the hard reality. If they won't take care of themselves, hear this, then they won't be looking out for your best either. If this is a close friend, It's your ride or die. And they won't take care of themselves. Then I'm telling you right now, it is going to be a die. It's not a ride or die. It's going to be a die. If they're not taking care of themselves, they won't, they can't. It is impossible for them to have your best interest. Because they can't even have their own best interest. That is the hard reality. Here's the example. If someone does not take care of their car, I mean, they just have dings and scratches all up and down the sides because they just open their doors into poles, and they open their doors into other cars, and they park real funky and weird and bump into stuff, scratches, cuts, breaks. They've got food trash all in their car, and it stinks so bad. Some kind of ice cream been rotten in the back seat. Out of a cup of, from Sonic, and you get in, and it smells like, whoa. And they just like, this is life. This is normal. You gotta love me. Gotta love me. Just gotta love me like I am. And it is just nasty. You get in, and listen, are you gonna, and there's cigarette burns all over all, everything, you know, all over the. It just, what, are you gonna let them borrow your new car? Oh, mm-mm. Not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. We're, we're smart enough to know that, right? You're not gonna loan them yours. Why do we keep handing them our lives to influence our lives if someone cannot take care of themselves? Why do we allow them the influence in our lives? Now, you need to hear me very closely. Remember my disclaimer here, my caution. We're not telling you to abandon people. You have to hear today what we're talking about and you must hear next week because that's where as we end this series it brings it all together. We're not talking about abandoning that person who's hurting but I'm saying this you can't allow them in that circle of influence in your life. And lastly for today how do you spot a counterfeit friend? There's going to be a lack of of solid conviction. Any friend who lacks godly convictions, they're going to have a tough time being a good friend. One that can say the tough things that need to be said in your life at those times that you need to hear it. Listen for statements like this. Statements that say, well, you have to do what you feel is right a statement that says well you know everybody has to decide for themselves he's got to decide for himself what's right or wrong you know nobody can tell you what's right or wrong and nobody can tell another person what is right or wrong for him or her now these statements these statements usually come from friendships that are drifting moment by moment With emotion. God gave us emotions to experience. He gave us emotions to experience this life. But listen closely. Our emotions should never drive our lives. He gave us emotions to experience this life, but not to drive our lives. We need friendships that are guided by a reliable compass. And I would go as far as to say this, a solid, God-given conviction. So what do we do with all this today? I mean, I just gave you two verses. I gave you our series verse, and then I gave you one verse that helps us understand true friendships and friendships that are taking us away. What do we do with all of this? Here's what I'm going to ask first of all. Will you determine right now to come back next week? Because this teaching must Be paired with what we're gonna say next week, please, or you will get the wrong idea of what I'm trying to say, and you will get the wrong idea of who Stuttgart Harvest Church is. Because listen, we are a church of imperfect people, we are a church of hurting people. And if you on any level have heard me say that this that we are saying to push hurting people out of your lives, then you have not heard. You've got to listen to next week. Please, determine now. Come back next week. Here's the second thing. Will you take the counterfeit test this week? It's our next step for this week. As you leave and walk down the hallway on your left, The bottom line says week two. That was from last week. The top line says week three. That's this week's next step. Will you take that this week and work through in your own timing, work through the counterfeit test. Just walk through that. Will you do that? And then be back here next week. Let's pray. God, you told us that the godly will give good advice to their friends. And God, those counterfeit friendships that don't have our best interest at heart, they're going to lead us astray. God, we ask, we ask that we will look at our friendships and determine how they are impacting the direction and the quality of our lives. Let us determine if we have friends who are going to move us closer to you, God, who are going to encourage us in our walk with you. Or if we have friends who are going to try to derail us and send us another direction. God, give us the wisdom to know the difference. Give us the courage to take the counterfeit test this week. We ask your help in that, Jesus. And it is in your name we pray. Amen.